Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from common mental health challenges. I believe we all deserve and can achieve great mental health. And on this podcast, I'm going to share with you practical tools, strategies, and principles that will help you navigate the path to recovery and move towards becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. All right. Hello and uh, welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about OCD and anxiety and depression and really working through a depressive episode. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Matt Cotty and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the founder of Restored Minds. And real quick, before we dive into this episode, I'd really appreciate if you could just take a moment and like and subscribe as well as leave a comment and review uh, just to help the show and the algorithm the show and get this information out to more people. So um, yeah, for this, I just, I just ate some lunch. So, you know, my body's just kind of working through that. So anyways, um, let's talk about depression and, and in the context of OCD and anxiety. So first I want to start by saying there's different reasons people can be experiencing depression. Okay, so if you're experiencing depression, it doesn't mean that you have OCD and anxiety, right? Like that, that what, what we're talking about here is, you know, you have OCD and anxiety, right? And you're also experiencing depression. So this, this episode is, is for that very specific situation. Because I mean, if you just experienced some kind of significant loss or something like that, and you're experiencing depression, this you know, while some of this stuff may overlap and actually apply, this this particular episode is about working through a depressive episode with the understanding that OCD and anxiety are the general primary factors of the depressive episode. So in my experience, personally and working with people, when you get caught into a spiral with OCD and anxiety, you know, um, a secondary symptom of that can be depression. And when we're talking about depression, what we're really talking about is just a a very low energetic state. I mean, a very, very low energetic state. And, you know, it's, it feels like it's hard to climb out of bed, right? Like there's just no, it just seems like there's no joy in anything. Things you used to enjoy seem bleak and, you know, meaningless. Um, It often is accompanied with a lot of, you know, disturbing thought, you know, automatic thoughts. So oftentimes in depression, you know, if you're in a depressive episode, um, you know, suicidal thoughts are, you know, pretty common um, and just 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 like bleak and hopeless and and uh, thoughts, you know, thoughts of hopelessness, thoughts of, you know, um, you know, just just kind of all that dark stuff. Right. And so let's talk about how we would navigate or how I'd walk someone through that experience and how I've gone through those experiences myself. So a lot of times when the body gets really stressed out, right. And in the end, again, depression usually onsets as a secondary symptom in this situation, in, in my experience and working with most people. So it's really not about treating when it comes to OCD and anxiety, it's not about treating the depression itself. Right. I mean, even though a person might be very depressed, what, usually happens is when you break that wheel 
by making sure you're not engaging in behavior patterns that are keeping that wheel going. And when I say the wheel, the OCD and anxiety loop that I always talk about. So if you're, you know, having those intrusive thoughts and you're getting anxious and then you're doing a bunch of behaviors and that wheel's just spinning and spinning and spinning, depression usually onsets as a secondary symptom. So because it's secondary, we don't want to treat the secondary cause. We want to treat the primary, right? So for instance, like if you had a nail in your foot, right, and you were having a bunch of throbbing pain, right, in, in your foot, instead of treating the pain, right, of, of like, you know, like, like giving you Advil for the pain or some kind of pain medication, I don't think Advil would be strong enough to be honest, but, you know, it, the point is instead of treating the secondary symptom of pain, we'd want to take the nail out, the cause, right? We want to look at the cause. And, and so depression generally is an effect, not a cause. So, um, so we look at the cause of the stress loop and that OCD anxiety loop and really start to really work at that, right? Making sure we're, you know, again, not engaging in the thought patterns and not engaging in any of the mental behaviors or the physical behaviors. We got to break the loop. That still has to be the primary focus. That said, when you're in a depressive episode, it can be hard sometimes to like, you know, feel like doing anything. You know, a lot of times people want to just lay in bed. Um, and, and that's why, so there's, there's some things that I want to talk about in this episode that like, if you are in a loop and you're experiencing a depressive episode or like, you know, even a hypothetical situation, these are some things that I, I've done, right. And that I, um, <clears throat> to get myself out as well as, you know, worked with other people on. So the first thing is, is getting your body on a normal schedule. And what that means is going to bed at a certain time, waking up at a certain time. And then literally getting in and out of bed. And generally that gap should be about eight hours. You shouldn't sleep longer than that. You really want to get your body like, you, you, again, you need to show your body again that you're safe, right? And you do that through your behavioral patterns. So getting up and ideally in, in a typical like circadian rhythm, right? So I, I don't want to like state a certain time that you're supposed to go to bed, but you know, generally dark and light, right? You don't want to stay up till like three in the morning, waking up at 11, right? You want to really kind of get that, that pattern going with the circadian rhythm. So, um, you know, I, I generally am like a 10 PM to 6 AM wake up, right? You know, sometimes it might be 10 30, but you know, that's like my general pattern of sleep. Um, and, and if you need help distinguishing that, you know, again, you can talk to your doctor or other people who, who can help you establish that. So then one of the things that I do, especially in those is like, first thing is usually going and getting some kind of water exposure with like a shower. Right. And what I have done in, you know, ever since I really studied like kind of the Wim Hof method is a lot of times I will take cold showers and, and generally I can do it one or two ways. Right. It was like, I would um, either, just turn the cold water on and step in it for 60 seconds. Right. And just literally and let, and let my body like kind of, cause again, it kind of shocks you up And that cold water is like a, is a stressor, but it also kind of like just activates and, and really gets you awake. So that cold shower, um, and it really kind of forces you into the present moment too, because that, that cold is happening like right now. So the cold shower and that whole idea of Wim Hof, I mean, you can look up, uh, you know, some of the effects of that, but I generally do it for 60 seconds. Then I'll throw in some warmer water and kind of work my way up to a, a warm, you know, warm shower at the end of the cold shower is how I usually do it. So that cold shower and then making sure that you're eating breakfast, right. And getting, you know, again, a good 
nutrient-based breakfast in your system. So generally I do a lot of protein and fat, but that's that's a, a good base right there. So good good starting in the morning, right? Shower, breakfast, and then I will usually do some kind of meditation. And that's you know pretty standard morning. So so again, I'm, I'm what I'm doing though is I'm just operating from that morning as if I felt okay. See, what most people do with depression is they want to try to feel okay and then do all this stuff. The paradox is, is doing this stuff and doing it consistently is what's going to bring you out of it. And then what we, then you, you, but the, then the rule is even if you don't have work, right. Is that from nine to five, you like, I want you doing some kind of structured activity. So like leaving the house and not isolating yourself. So like, even if it's going and being at a mall sometimes, like I remember one time, um, you know, I, I had a bunch of time, you know, on my hands kind of this during this, uh, during this period. And so, um, I was just going and volunteering, right? I found a soup kitchen and I would just go and volunteer there because I didn't have school and I didn't have work. And, um, for, you know, like a period, probably like a month and I was just feeling, and I was, I was just down in the dumps. And so I would just go and volunteer. You know, and I was just making sure that I was doing something. And then so so keeping yourself active and and then again, being around people, right? The thing that you shouldn't do is is isolate, right? And and then also just not getting into the thought patterns, right? Same same kind of thing with intrusive thoughts, same kind of thing with depressive thoughts. It's like, yeah, just let like understand the mind's going to throw up all sorts of crazy thoughts. Don't get involved with them, you know? And, and again, when you're sitting, when feeling these feelings, it's like allow the feelings to be there. And then again, living by your values. You know, these are, these are very just important things. Um, and, and it's a thing that you, you really have to just have this commitment to like, I'm going to get out of this. Like you have to understand and really anchor into that true belief that like, I'm going to get out of this. Like this will not last forever. I'm going to get out. And and when you're in it though, I got to acknowledge it feels scary. And, and you're just like, it's like, you're, you're wondering like, am I ever going to get out of this? Is this like, how long is this going to last? Like those, those thoughts really perpetuated. So it's again, it's just like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to get 1% better each day. And, and I'm going to behave today. Like I'm already okay. And eventually that's going to become a reality. And, and you drop time, right? Like one of the things that is, is so hard for people with that are wrestling with things like OCD, anxiety, and depression is they anchor into time. How long am I going to feel like this? How long am I going to be like this? I want to know an answer. And, and then they get so caught up and I need to make this, I need to make myself feel a certain way today. The hardest thing to do is drop that and trust that I will get better. And again, I don't, I don't need a time frame on it though. And I'm just going to, I'm going to anchor into my pattern of living and this is what I'm going to do. And sometimes it's going to feel like trudging through mud. And it really will feel like that. But you always anchor back into the idea of like, the, because this is OCD and anxiety, we anchor into treating that first, right? And really making sure we're breaking the loop. So using something like the AAA response. And then also, if you're feeling depressed, really making sure you're doing these things secondary. And I know these are some simple things. I know you're like, man, this sounds like common sense. Yeah, it is. And it's very rare that common sense is common practice, right? I mean, like, there's really not like a lot of this stuff is not like grandiose radical thinking. You know, it's like, it is, it's very common sense. But again, common sense is very, very rarely common practice. You know, just like when you tell someone in, in uh, marriage, right? Like, Hey, you know, like, how do you really build and sustain a marriage? Well, you do things like dating, 
sounds common, sounds like common sense. You do things at the start of the relationship that, that, you know, you do the same things you did at the start of the relationship. You send nice text messages, you buy flowers, right? You surprise, you know, do, do fun things, do, do little adventures. The reason relationship gets stagnant is because you stop doing those things. It's like, it's a direct, it's a direct, you know, it, it, and, and so like really behaving as if you were already okay is a very important thing to lifting yourself out of the depression. And then also seeing if there's any kind of belief structures that are really keeping you in that, you know, so that's a, that's the final piece that I wanted to share today. So this is really time about working through a depressive episode, again, in the context of OCD and anxiety. Primarily, we're, we're treating the OCD and anxiety, so you're eliminating all those compulsions. And then while you're doing that, you're anchoring into these behavioral patterns to make sure that you're doing the right things consistently, right? So hope that helps. And, um, you know, with that said, we're, you know, we'll probably continue a little bit on this series of talking just about kind of secondary things that happen with uh, OCD and anxiety. But I just wanted to talk about that specifically because I know I've talked to several people that, you know, been going through something like this and it's really keeping it quite simple for yourself, right? But, but keeping that structure to the absolute best of your ability and trusting that the results will follow. So hope that helps. And I wish you guys a great week and I'll talk to you on the next episode. See you soon. Hi there, Matt Cotty here, and thank you for taking the time to hang out today. Now, real quick, if you are currently struggling and you're looking for help, please head over to restoredminds.com because we have different programs available to help you, and the good news is, is that for the most part, you can get started right away. And if you found this episode helpful, then we would really appreciate if you would take the time to leave us a review on iTunes as it would really help our show. You can also send us ideas for topics of future episodes that you would like us to cover at support at restoredminds.com. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.